Happy birthday to you. Yes, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tom. Happy birthday to me. Hell yeah. Welcome to the Small Scale Life. Nice. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom, and we are having a birthday bash celebration. Welcome to the show. I have my awesome co-host and my awesome love of my life, the best wife in the whole wide world, Jules is here. How you doing, baby? Hi, everybody. Happy birthday, Tommy. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. I'm doing a little dance. Yes, it's my birthday. He really, really, really likes his birthday. I love my birthday. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> okay, we got to tell him why that is. Well, poor Tom was born on January 2nd, everybody. So he always, always has felt like he's been a little bit slighted. That by the time his birthday rolls around, everybody is all partied out. And they're broke, broke and hungover, hungover and, and on diet And on diets and tired. <laughs> so here, here's your piece of fruit. Thank you. Thank you. But no, it's been great. It's been a wonderful birthday. It's been a really great year. It has been a great year. Holy crap. It's a new year. It's a new year. 2022 as we we record this. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. In our awesome Driftless Driftless Oaks Farm Cups, and this is the subject of today, going from Eagles Ridge to Driftless Oaks Farm. What's the matter? You're wincing. I just took a drink of hot tea and it was really hot. Okay. Burned going down. Not sparkling water. So (laughs) we're here in the landing, the new... Well, the new for us podcast studio out behind the house here at Driftless Oaks Farm. We're super excited. There's been so much done on social media, uh, just beating around the bush and posting things about Driftless Oaks Farm, but we've never talked about it on the podcast, so it's time to do that. Yeah. A lot happened in 2021 for us. Right. I think just like everyone, a lot happened in the years 2020 and 2021. There was a lot of change, a lot of uh, a lot of good and some bad Um, and ugly. Yeah. But we've just you know, we learned to just roll with the punches and adapt and adjust. And sometimes the plan that we thought we had all mapped out for ourselves kind of goes a different direction. And sometimes God's plan is a million times better than what we ever could have dreamed up. Yes, agreed. I mean, there are a couple things about that. We make plans, God laughs. <laughs> and then the other one is you can have a plan until you meet the enemy in battle and then everything goes to shit. <laughs> Something like that, paraphrasing. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So right. we're here. We're here. We're here. And it's really exciting. And I'm glad you're here too. Thank you for thank you for joining us here on the Small Scale Life Podcast. It's a brand new year. We got a lot coming up. Um, there's new collaboration efforts. There's new there's already podcasts in the can that need to be ed- edited and put up. This is kind of kicking it off, and I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> oh, no, you have. I've been waiting. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, everything comes to those good. Everything good comes to those who wait. And it just, yeah, everything had to work out. And now we're here. And, um, and we're going to start our, we're going to start our 2022 outright. We're going to start with our gratitude practice. You know, it's hard to have a bad day when you start your day with gratitude. So we're starting our podcast with gratitude. And that's what we do here. And if you don't like it, well, you can fast forward a couple minutes, but I think it's really important to hear this part because 
Gratitude just sets you right, sets you upright for your day, for your, for how you're going to interact with people, and just when you're grateful, you put get a big smile on your face. That's Would you right. Agree? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got some people we'd like to do some shout outs. And, um, you know, there's a whole bunch. I, I have a whole list somewhere and I'll be working on them as we continue to roll out the podcast. So we're just going to do a few right off the bat. Um, do you have any you want to go with right first? Put yeah. me on the spot first. No, absolutely. Off the top of my head, I want to give a shout out of gratitude to our good friends, Trish and Bert, and also our friends, Mariah and Tim. <laughs> They are kind of our uh, our lighthouses in this uh, this country living, uh, homesteading world. And Trish and Bert, I'd say you guys kind of paved the way for us um, in many ways. Not just showing us how it can be done on a homestead and making the move from the city, but also just just forging a different path spiritually and mentally and Mariah and Tim you guys as well you guys are doing it and you guys uh, are just big inspirations to Tom and I so thank you absolutely I mean I think about where we were just a little over a year ago and we, I didn't even know Mariah we barely knew Mariah we didn't know Tim I mean, we knew Trish and Bert but yeah things really started happening when we put different things in perspective and did a lot of work and things kind of worked out. Now we're here and we're not far from all of them. And it's like, how did that happen? You know, how did that happen? But it's a really good thing we did. Uh, We did, we ended up here, I think. And uh, this place, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But uh, I wanted to shout out a lot of people. Um, Amy Dingman, my friend uh, from a farmer's kind of life, Really great person. Also going to be collaborating with her and Brian from Happy Hills Homestead and The Lots Project. He was recently on the podcast. Adam Rick, my buddy from A Modern Frontier. Greg Burns from A Contrary Beekeeper and his Contrary Farmstead. Oh, these are good people that I just, I love them to death. And if I haven't mentioned you yet, don't worry, we're going to get to you. I just don't want to spend 15 minutes on this segment of the show. But thank you, everybody. You are great inspiration and have had great advice over the seven, six years of this podcast. Can you believe we're at six years? I can't believe we're at six years. So it's my birthday, but it's also Small Scale Life's birthday as well. So the Small Scale Life podcast birthday. So that is some serious stuff. These are all these have been guests or will be guests in the very near future on the show. And um, we couldn't have done it without people like them for showing up and listening and then saying, hey, I want to be on the podcast. And there's a whole group that want to be on the podcast soon, so we're going to get to that. If you want to be on the Small Scale Life podcast, reach out to me at realsmallscalelife at gmail.com. Send me a note, and uh, we'll get you booked. So, Yeah, I think it's pretty exciting. I think um, there's going to be a lot of value provided by the guests that you're going to have on the show coming up, and so much um, for us to learn from everyone that you're going to talk to. So I'm, I think it's going to be really beneficial for a lot of people. You should also talk about your new venture that you have coming up here. I'm going to talk about those people. I have, I'm so inspired by them and they're so good. It's going to be so huge. We got another wonderful podcast coming. Actually, uh, I'm working with, (laughs) 
<laughs> Brian and uh, Amy and Toolman Tim from the Toolman Tim Workshop podcast and his vlog and everything. You know, man, he's really kicking butt. There's Ken, there's Buddy, there's Letty Lou, who was on the podcast last year. There's eight of us in the Fireside Freedom podcast coming up. So it's a collaboration effort. There's eight of us podcasters and content creators that are going to be on the show. We're going to talk about homesteading and gardening and chickens and all kinds of stuff and you know politics i'm sure there'll be a little bit of that but um it's all about solutions not about just sitting around the table and griping but actually coming up with some solutions and helping each other out and helping each other grow um each one of these people bring a little different perspective from a little different part of the country or even canada the canada but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, some are small business owners, some have been long-term homesteaders, some of them are newbies, and some of us are still living in, in small towns, buddy. Um, but, you know, we're all doing this together, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Check that out. Our first episode is on January 11th, which is next week, and there's a lot to do before we get there, but um, we're really excited about that, and it's just another chance to interact with people and build this group, this community online, which is really exciting, so... I love it. I can't wait to check it out. I know. It's going to be so much fun. We're just going to have lots of friends all over the country. People down in Tennessee <laughs> and people in Canada. People here. I mean, a group of us are in Minnesota and Wisconsin, which is totally cool. And then we've got some... And cold, if you're not here. Very cold. It is what? What is it currently? Enough to hurt Did your face. Did it even get over zero today? Mm, I think it's about nine. Oh. Maybe. Well, that was- that's why it didn't feel that bad. Tom and I went out for a long walk in our woods today, and it was beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's quiet. It's cold. It's quiet. Yeah. You can hear the wood, like, popping, and you know that's cold then, because the water in the trunk is kind of freezing yeah. a little bit and popping. Yep, and just listening to the sound of the snow crunch mm-hmm. underneath your feet, and the little, the little birdies pecking away. There were a lot of woodpeckers. What else do we see? Blue jays, blue jays, chickadees, chickadees, the juncos, dark-eyed juncos, lots hatches. Of, we found a rabbit's foot. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had dinner. Yeah. Uh, de- a lot of deer tracks and deer beds, and uh, you know, kind of felt like John Dutton from from uh, from Yellowstone. Yellowstone walking around the property. You know, just walking. He's riding, but I'm walking. Yeah. Yeah. You could have been riding Betty Boop. I know. Betty Boop is our new little used ATV, and she's a real workhorse, and she's MVP here for now, although Frank the Tank, my plow truck, is also a workhorse. Uh, But she's been great. So, yeah. All right. So I think we need to move on, and let's get to the... uh, Let's get to the content here. Right, exactly. What's the purpose of this podcast? Well, we're gonna Thomas? we're gonna catch everybody up to speed on what we've been doing and how we got here. So the right. last time we had a podcast, we were in the apartment. We were talking about finding Eagles Ridge, and we were super excited about that. And that seems like a lifetime ago. Right. Quickie little recap is Quickie. we had bought some property outside of New Richmond, Wisconsin on the Apple River, and our plan was to build a home and move out there. We were living short term in an apartment after we sold our house in North Minneapolis. Um, while we got our plans together, found a builder and and built the house. Right. So we were basically starting the homestead from scratch. I mean, yes, we had a river. But we had a long drop, a 60-foot drop to the river river from the top of the where the house was going to be, down the bluff, down to get to the river. We had nothing. We had grass. That's it. And gopher yeah. poles. Yep. 
Into I mean, woods. And it was a beautiful property. Oh, we we loved it there. And we had we were full steam, I believe, planning our uh, our house build the last time we podcasted yep. together. Yep. We hadn't even really gotten into what we were planning to do because I cut that out of the show, I think, but we were planning to build a house, uh, a house, a barn dominium, a, barn dominium. a pole barn house, however yep. you want to refer Post to it. Post frame construction. And we thought it would be cheaper and we could get what we wanted and have real sturdy and simple. And do a lot of things ourselves. And do a lot of things ourselves. And then if you paid attention last year, the proverbial, the proverbial shit hit the fan and house price, uh, building material prices and scarcity were, can reign supreme. So a stud, a, a two by four, an uh, eight foot two by four, went from two dollars or a little less than two dollars up to twelve. Yes. So, along with every other building material yep. you could imagine. Yep. Steel for the furnaces, uh, the venting, um, windows, appliance. Oh God, appliances still haven't recovered. Um, even windows. There's people we know building that have been had to right. wait for months for windows. And at at a point. We were like, we were ready, and we pl- and the guy that we had hired to do the build was ready, and the dirt work guy was almost ready. He was pretty much ready, and it, the the frost came out of the road, and it was go time. So we thought. So we thought, and then we looked at pricing, and then everything went. Well, we were still really trying to figure yeah. out how to make it work. Like, okay, we can we can do this. We can manage. Until it got to a certain point. And, and at the same time, there were things that were happening that were delaying the project anyway. Correct. That were out of our control. Correct. Like um, permits, licenses with our builder. And, you know, <laughs> per- permit delays we really didn't No, we have. really I had the permits. I had permits in hand. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. it, was, it was things with our builder that, yep. you know, after searching for a long time to find yeah. a builder. I mean, it's it's not easy nowadays. Builders are very busy and uh, a lot of them don't need your business, which right. is really that was kind of shocking to me. Right. But they're they're busy enough. They've mm-hmm. already got their their book of business loaded up. So Right, right. So we had these delays. We had these incredible crazy prices happen with all the building materials and in about May of last year one morning, I just woke up with this sick feeling in my stomach. You know that feeling when you know you're about to make a big mistake? And I just, you know, I think it is something we both were feeling. But it was like something woke me up at four in the morning. And I just knew that we were getting ready to make a huge mistake with, with starting this building project. Right. We had reached out to some banks. I mean, we had cash in hand and we were reaching out to banks to get more money and more in debt to make this happen. And she woke up at four. I think I was already up by that point. And I was just laying there going, oh, and she left. She left the bed and went out into the room. And then you came back at six. <laughs> I was waiting anxiously <laughs> for you to wake like up. Bumping up and down. And she's like, are you awake? Are you awake? Are you awake? Are you awake? I'm like, oh. So I finally just like, I looked at him and I said, you need to get up. We have to talk. Yeah. And she knows that I need a good hour to wake up. The brain yes. takes a while to warm up. But I was already awake. So I was like, let's go. Let's talk. Yeah. So to her surprise. Right. That that was shocking. But I was, you know, I just articulated to him my fear and this this sense. It was just like it was it was my mm-hmm. intuition telling mm-hmm. me this is not the right thing right now. Right. So we need to 
look at other options because we we knew that living in an apartment long term was not something that we were willing to do. Right. We were ready to be out of the city, and that was just a temporary stepping stone for us. So. Right. And as I was sitting out there for two hours waiting for Tom to wake up, I was kind of trying to think through what our options were. And it dawned on me that we needed to open up our pers- open up our options right. and look at other options. Like maybe mm-hmm. we were pigeonholing ourselves into this project and this build, maybe we could find something that already had existing infrastructure that we didn't have to start from scratch that um, maybe would have a little bit more land (laughs) than what we had, maybe was a little further out than than the Eagles Ridge property was because when we first started looking, we were limiting ourselves to a, a certain diameter distance from Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. number one, because of Tom's job, and number two, because this suburbia girl was a little nervous about getting too far out. Well, and your job, too. I mean, you were thinking maybe you could hang on for a bit. Right. I was working in Bloomington, which is a a suburb of Minneapolis. So lots of reasons. So so it just kind of started dawning on me, like, maybe we need to broaden our search a little bit and open it back up and maybe not just look at this property and we could potentially buy something else to get us through for a few years and then build Eagles Ridge down the road when things kind of settled down. Right. So the way she is very convincing, isn't it? So the way she said it was this. So, you know, maybe, maybe we can find a place with like five to 10 acres and maybe it has a house and some outbuildings on it. And maybe it's off on a county road, but not a super busy county road. And what else did you say? Well, I mean, I think that the county road comes into play because I was really against us living on a county road. So right. that I kind of put took that off the table in our first search because I just I had this vision of living on this, you know, highway with cars whizzing right. by constantly and, and that wasn't something that I wanted for our home. So, but then I started thinking, okay, well, some of the county roads are kind of quiet. They're not, you know, so, so we shouldn't rule out county roads. Right, right, right. That was just a side point. But then they was like, maybe there's already some things there, maybe like fruit trees and maybe like some woods, woods and some, you know, berry plants or maybe even grapes or something. I don't know. Maybe we should just look. And I was like, all right, let's go. Let's look. Right. And so that day, we both talked to banks and we started getting pre-qualified. Right. Because we had already been pre-qualified for a construction loan so that same week, essentially. Because right. we were going to have to take on more of a loan than the cash we had on hand right. to do our build. So we decided, okay, well, let's just shift this. I mean, we, you know, let's keep some cash on hand so that if we buy a place, we're not going to be broke and not be able to fix up. You know, if we we end up getting an old home that needs work, that we won't completely spend all of our cash. So we can, you know, finance a little bit of a loan. So we got the loan. We started talking to realtors that same day. Mm -hmm. Yep, we did. We talked to two realtors. One was the one that helped with with Eagles Ridge. And um, then we went over to, I think it was the next day or the same day? In my mind, it's the same day. No, the next next day. day. So the very next day. We went over to help Trish and Bert with... Uh, moving some junk and stuff. <laughs> and uh, 
and we went out to dinner. We were out to dinner in Bay City, Wisconsin, in this little bar. And Mike's we Bar. Mike's Bar. Really and, super good burgers. And then Jules got a text out of the blue, kind of. Yeah. Well, from, it was a text from my brother who lives mm-hmm. in Austin, Texas. And I had talked to him the night before, and I was just kind of explaining where we were at with things. He was wanting an update on our build, and I kind of explained to him what we had decided and that we were starting our search, and he loves to look at properties. Um, And so he was just kind of online doing some searching. He was on Realtor.com, and he came across this property in Maiden Rock, Wisconsin, And he sent us the link to it while we're sitting in Bay City, Wisconsin, which is literally like five miles away from here. Right. Literally. And maybe 10. Maybe 10. But she's like, ooh, look at this. And she passed it over to me. And I'm looking at it and like, we got to go on this. This is it. Seriously. I mean. It was was literally David. David's text, my brother David, said to me. Jewel, you really need to check this out. This this looks like everything you described to me that mm-hmm. you're looking for. So it's, you know, it's this property with 10 acres. It's got about eight acres of woods. It has, you know, an old farmhouse. It has a new barn, a new pole barn. Mm-hmm. It had another older pole barn. It had a shed. It had a chicken coop. It... It had everything we were looking for. Right. It, it was on a county road, but not a busy <laughs> county road. And it it was uh, in this area right on the very edge of where we kind of wanted to be. Right, right. And the price wasn't bad. Right. And uh, I contacted a realtor right away and said, set this up, set up a showing. It looks like it just hit the market, so let's go. And that night she said, okay, we'll set it up. And... Uh, The crazy thing was, is the next day I was going turkey hunting with Ryan way up in northwestern Wisconsin. So I wasn't going to be there, but I, we wanted this showing as fast as possible because we knew it wasn't going to last. Right. Tom had had this trip to go turkey hunting planned with our son for months and our son had taken work off and it was a big deal. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was not something he was willing to give up. But we had, you know, if, you, if you've also been following the housing market, you know that when you find a property and something you like, you have to move. Like, Fast. You have to see it immediately, and if you like it, you make an offer. Right. So all this is going on over dinner, and we're all talking excitedly. And then we decided to leave, you know, because we had to get back. Jules had to work in the morning. I had to work in the morning, too, but I think I had an office day or something. But you worked early, so you had to get up early. And we get to the edge of the parking lot in the truck, and I'm like... Let's go look at it. Well, let's go look at it. So we drove. We drove <laughs> to where this place was. And it, mind you, it's the country and it's pitch dark. It's, pitch dark it's about 1030 there. at night. Yep. And we went over there and we we're looking at it and I can't see much, but I can kind of see the lay of the land and the moonlight kind of and see some lights on in the distance and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is this looks really cool. You know, so we got back home and Ryan and I went up north and Jules and, Ever- and Jules and Bert and Trish went to the showing with the realtor and yes. I, and then they FaceTime me. So I was doing the virtual, virtual <laughs> showing. Yes. We did the showing with Tom on FaceTime and Bert and Trish were with, they were our, um, you know, saviors. They, they're our homestead whisperers. Yes. Bert is like, he is the DIY 
guy. He is he can fix anything he, you could imagine. He's he, a driftless organic mechanic. Yes. The Dom. Yes. So the guy <laughs> so he's wonderful. He knows mechanical stuff. And electrical. He's lived in old farmhouses. Yep. He's been fixing up an old farmhouse. Mm-hmm. So it it really gave us some peace to know to have him look at the place since Tom wasn't here. Um from a from the perspective of the mechanical and structural, like right. what are we dealing with? Right, right. And Trish, she had the FaceTime going, and she was showing me like the asparagus patch and the comfrey. And then she walked over. There were sheep here, the Icelandic sheep, and oh, and there were little babies and little babies. No wonder you want goats. <laughs> and we got done with the showing, and they're like, "Well, what do you think?" And I. She asked me what I thought, and I said, make the offer. Yeah, he looks right at me on FaceTime. I said, so, what do you think, babe? And he just goes, do it. Yep, make the offer. It, make the offer. So we had to come up We had to come up with the offer, which we had to, um, we, we had to come up with something that was aggressive. Yep. Because we wanted it. So right. that's the hard part. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you know you're going to have to put an offer in right. over asking. In the in this market, you're over asking. You you are waiving uh, an inspection. inspection, which is scary, especially in a Nin- really old farmhouse. 1900s farmhouse, yeah. You know, I mean, you really are kind of giving all these concessions. Mm-hmm. We wrote a letter pleading our case, showing pictures, telling them how much we would love it and take right. care of it, which which was the, the God's honest truth. And and we wanted a space to gather, you know, and yeah. Karma the Wonder Dog to be able to run. And, and our future grandkids right. to come and play. And right, right. Ryan and I, I wrote it sitting around a fire up north, you know, and... Right, so... And it was just ready. It was cool. Long story short, we put in the offer. We had to go in. We went in 35000 over mm-hmm. the asking price. And by the next day, we our offer was accepted. And a month later, we took ownership of this place. So our, our project shifted right. from building a new house to owning an existing homestead. Right. And figuring out what the hell we're doing <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, I mean, you're not mowing this, like example, you're not mowing this grass with a push mower. You've got to get a riding lawnmower. I mean, there's just things you need to make this thing work. And then it's like, I've never, I mean, I've talked about it for years, but I've never actually done it since I was a baby is live on a farmstead or a homestead. So this was all like, holy crap, new for me too. So Right. We had our urban homestead that we called it, which essentially was gardens. It was gardens in a very and small grass, backyard. And a postage stamp, yeah. Or so, even in a rental, right? So this is all like, holy crap, I've got woods and we've got all this stuff going on and we've got old infrastructure and oh geez, why is this doing this? And we have furry little things <laughs> that come and visit us. In the night and leave little droppings here and there. It's like, what is this? Yeah. We that got- was that was a shocker to this uh suburban girl. Right. That I guess furry little friends are just a part of the a part of the equation when you live on a farm. Right, right. Which I'm now adjusted to. They don't get to be in my house, mind you. We've gotten well, that under control. We've gotten very aggressive, and we have Janie the cat inside, too. Yes, so, we do. Yes, but uh, there was a lot to figure out in a short amount of time. And the other thing we had to figure out was we had a lot of stuff 
that was up in New Richmond in storage, two storage lockers because we had our build materials and we had our household goods in two different storage lockers because we were going to use those build materials for the Barndale project. Right. And we had to move all that stuff. Then we had a storage, a smaller storage locker in the um, in the apartment. And then we had our apartment. So we had a lot of moving and a lot. And we had stuff out on Eagles Ridge, just like some tools and some grill and a couple. Our Adirondack chairs and some storage stuff. Right. So there was a lot of moving and shaking we had to do to get everything off the property, uh, out of the storage lockers, because we didn't want to pay more for those. We didn't need them. We have barns, you know. We've got stuff where we can store stuff here. So we wanted to get. Yeah, it was just the consolidation because we were kind of spread all over the place right living in limbo land right so we got everything here we Mm -hmm. we took ownership on june 25th and we officially moved in um labor day weekend so early september right um i was still working my job in bloomington Mm -hmm. and our apartment lease didn't expire or didn't uh end until the end well, mm-hmm. September yeah, when September. we moved. So, so. That, I mean, that was kind of nice as we had some time to move stuff over. But it was also kind of a pain in the butt because it just dragged on and yeah. on and on. The move that on. would never end. Yes, yes. But, but it did. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how many of you have followed along on, on social media and seen some of our posts. This property that we are so blessed to be able to live on is so beautiful we're in this area. We named this farm Driftless Oaks Farm um, for a couple of pretty obvious reasons, but um, we will we'll kind of break that down. But the, the, the woman that owned the place before us, her name was Kate, and she, uh, she unfortunately died very young at 53. Mm-hmm. And her sisters always called her Calamity Kate. So she had named the property Calamity Acres. And it... While it's cute, Tom and I have had enough shit happen in our lives that we don't need to tempt fate. Right. So we decided that this land just deserved a different name. Right. So um, Tom kind of wanted something with the word driftless in it because we live in this beautiful driftless region of the country. So do you want to describe what that is? Yeah. So the driftless region, um, it's... Part of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Iowa, and this area is about twenty-two thousand acres, where the glaciers, for some weird reason, didn't make it here. They kind of did a turn and went inland. They didn't come down the Mississippi River Valley, so it's almost like an old mountain range here, where we've got these magnificent bluffs that go down into the Mississippi River. We've got creeks we've got old ancient trees i mean some of the trees on this property were here when laura ingles and pa ingles and ma before them yeah before settlers you know and um there's old dirt there's old rock there's old there's burial mounds there's all kinds of stuff here that it's an it's an old place with an old soul and and some you know really cool stuff going on here and trout streams and it's just it's got amazing energy here. Yeah, sure does. If you if you're into the whole energy thing, like there is just something special about this whole area, and I think it just comes back to the fact that everything here has been here mm-hmm. for so long, right? You know, back to our native ancestors, right? And it's it's pretty cool, right? So. 
that's the driftless area, and we wanted to honor that. And and then we have these magnificent old oak trees on the mm-hmm. property. There's one in our backyard, and we post a lot of pictures of him. We call him the Big Chief. And he is, we've measured him, and we figure he's around 225 years old. Right. And it's just spectacular. So we just needed to honor that. So we have Driftless Oaks Farm, and mm-hmm. it is a cool, cool place. Right, right. I mean, the sunsets, sunrises, I post a lot of those. I'm like the sunrise, sunset guy. And it's just, it's so freaking awesome. And then we, you know, we called Eagles Ridge, Eagles Ridge, because of the eagles that would be flying over every time we were there. We have eagles still here. We saw one this morning that was flying to the back neighbor's field and stuff. I mean, they're still here. They we had some roadkill on the little township road right off of our property, and we had like 12 eagles all over yeah. this property. And we had we were watching a couple little dogs. We couldn't even let them outside because they'd be they'd be somebody's dinner. So there are eagles here. There's it's amazing. The spot. wildlife is yeah. really cool to see. I mean, screech we've owls seen and barred owls and tons of deer and foxes and coyotes yep. and the birds are amazing. Oh yeah. I have never seen birds like we've we've had here. I mean, just hummingbirds, hummingbirds like all summer long. They were everywhere, just all over. I've right. never ever experienced I've never that, seen that before. Either. No, like ten hummingbirds at a shot. It was yeah. like, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now some of them are living in the house, like uh, in the soffit. We got to replace that. <laughs> Yeah, but we do have some. We don't actually want to house them in our house. They have a whole world. This is mine. Yes, all the rest is yours. But you know, yeah, yeah. So we have a blank slate. Mm -hmm. Well, not not completely blank slate. We have a new slate, and we have some uh, some big projects that are going to be coming up here. Right. You know, we're we're doing we're going to do some remodeling and. We're trying to get our, our handle on what we have to work mm-hmm. with and what's possible. So Tom and I are super excited. We have a builder coming out on the 6th of January to help us look at, you know, the structural components of the house and see what we can do with it to make it just a little bit more functional for us. Right, right. And there's some repair projects that are in the process uh, that'll crank up once the snow goes away and we got yep. more soffit and fascia to replace and get, get rid of little we friends. We are learning that YouTubes are our friend. <laughs> we go to the uh, the school of Googles very yes. often to learn how to do things. Getting and a PhD. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like, I didn't realize how much is involved in living on a farmstead right. or a homestead. And, you know, we don't even have animals. We have one cat right now. All right. But it keeps us busy every single day. There's always something to do. Right. So. Right. And and you kind of, you know, we've got the, like, in permaculture, Regen Ag, you've got your zone zero, which is your house. we got a lot of stuff going on in zone zero right now. And we're slowly going to be working out to zone one, you know, kind of a little further out from the house. We have amazing gardens here. Amazing gardens. Flower gardens, mind you. But they're overgrown. Uh, People got sick, people were old, people, whatever happened, you know, they just got overgrown. So Jules has been working her butt off attacking the weeds and, uh, 
And with some help. With some help, yeah. And, you know, we're, that's going to continue. And we've got an old fence that's going to get replaced and re- or removed. And we've got, and you get out of this little further zone one and into zone two, which is further out. And we've got an orchard out there that needs to be kind of pruned and tamed. And we've got some woods that have crept in on the, not not bad, but just some weeds have grown up by our chicken coop. I want to cut that crap back and keep the, the woods where it needs to be. The edge where it needs to be. And then, you know, we haven't even talked about building gardens yet or getting chickens yet. This is just kind of the... We're going to have a very busy spring. Yeah, it's going to be everything. (laughs) We decided, I mean, we we really want to get chickens. That's going to be our first foray into animals. Well, besides our kitty. Right. We need some barn cats. We need, well, we're going to get a dog. That's going to happen pretty soon. So you can't have a farm without a dog. You got to have a little furry friend. A good friend. Not the really little furry friends. Mm-mm. We don't want those. But anyway, chickens. So we are going to be um, we're going to be learning all the things about chickens. Yeah. And uh, but we we decided to wait until spring because we figured it would be easier for us to figure out what the heck we're doing. Right. And not have to try to keep them alive in the winter. We could have gotten some older chickens already, uh, egg layers, but um, it was like. I don't want to overwinter them yet until I get the chicken coop kind of secured a little bit more. And, and I mean, it's, it's in pretty good shape. It's just, I want a better door on it and make sure we don't have any little other friends visiting. I mean, raccoons and possums and mice and rats. Yep. Just got to shore it up. So you can keep them as safe as possible. Right. want the girls to be safe. Yeah. So we're going to do the vegetable gardens this spring. We're going to have some house remodel going on. We're going to have some new friends coming to live with us and hopefully just lots and lots of gathering with family and friends here because that that was the point of us having having this place. Right. And I I would say that um, that's been something that we've noticed being here. I mean, right off the bat, we had guests. I mean, we have had a lot of guests out here to the farm, and yeah. people want to come. Some, uh, something we've had more guests in like the first month than we did in two years in North Minneapolis. I mean, right. it's just a cool place, and and we want to make sure we can accommodate those. One bathroom is sometimes not enough. <laughs> right. So you know, I mean, these are the things, and. Um, we want to be able to have people gather here. That is the point. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what else we want to talk about with Eagles? I mean, with Driftless Oaks. I mean, I Eagles think- Ridge, uh, just to put the capstone on that, um, we moved here. We went up there to kind of mow some grass that was getting a little out of control in July. And after that experience, we're like... We because we, we always had this idea that maybe we'd build there, but after moving here and seeing how awesome this place was, and then trying to maintain two properties, we never wanted to do that. So we decided to sell, and we did just yeah, just like that. So yep, it, it all it's meant out. for somebody else, right? So yeah, it was kind of a, a journey getting here, and this is not where we thought we were going to be, but it is. So much better than anything we could have imagined. And we have lots of ideas and things that we want to do. And you'll just have to stay tuned because we're not sure what we're going to (laughs) do. 
but we're figuring it out. Right. There's a lot of ideas. We'll get to those as they come up. So we're going to grow some veggies. Yep. We're going to raise some chickens. Yep. We're going to do some DIY and just have stuff. a lot of fun. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So welcome to Driftless Oaks Farm, everybody. This is small scale life at Driftless Oaks Farm. There you go. That's what we're going to be I from love now it. on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a couple things we did learn along the way. I, I wrote down seven things. I'm sure more will pop up, but at, we've got at least seven. So the first one was, um, well, take it slow and don't force it. Yeah. And I think what we've learned is even with what we thought we were going to want to do with our house and with the barn and the gardens, everything that we thought coming into this I think we're we're kind of shifting and and it's evolving as we live here. So right. I think if you have the ability to just be in a space, it will kind of tell you what it's meant to be. Right. Upcoming interview with Brian, he talks about that quite a bit about oh, yeah? some of the gardens he grew and where he put them and then he found out he shouldn't have put them there and let's just lessons learned as you're in a place and then you know you're you're in such a hurry to get it going that need to kind of be for a bit and see where it takes you where the river takes you right and and the other thing i would say number two is if it's getting really hard that might not be the path right, right. i mean yes being easy having an easy path is maybe not the best thing either but if like us trying to force this build project it wasn't going to happen and and things kept happening that was like red flag go up or this isn't going to be the way or no nope, you need to think about it differently and if it's too hard it might not be right yep just be open and listen to your gut number two we're never bored <laughs> right we always have something going on if it's just picking up sticks to reading to dispatching little furry friends yep yucky and friends yeah there's yeah. always something to do. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get a you kind of get a chore like a routine going, a chore routine going, and that's been helpful, I think. Uh, number three, less is more, but more is often necessary and needed. Yeah. So we're minimalists, but we found that we've had to buy some gear. We have to have gear. Yeah. And I believe our friend Greg Burns made this point to us, too. Did he? I think so. Did he? I don't know. You know, minimalism is great. (laughs) And I still maintain that we are minimalists in our own way. But there's no one right way to be a minimalist. But you have to have some gear when you live on a homestead. Right. You have to have tools. You have to have extra supplies because the store literally isn't five minutes down the road. Right. Not anymore. Well... Dollar General, but mm. you're limited in what you can get there. Right. Or the so, little the little hardware store. But I didn't again. realize that Dollar General is like, that's a big deal in these towns. <laughs> right. And, you know, even tools. I mean, you got to have the stuff or because you can't hire everybody. You just can't. You're going to have to do some stuff yourself. Right. Which is scary for me because I'm not a, an organic mechanic. I'm just kind of like, I can build stuff, but yeah, but you are doing awesome. I'm doing all I right. am so impressed. I've got a good friend who helps me. Yep. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Projects number four. Projects get quote unquote scare quotes interesting. Yeah. So why did I put this one? We had a little wiring project to do in our in our bathroom, and as we started getting into the drywall and and trying to figure out how we're going to fish this wire into where it needed to go, it was like, what in God's green earth? 
is going on in this wall with the wood and where the boxes are, the current boxes are, and what did they do and how did they do it? And it's like, wow. And then as we were doing our gutter project, I pulled Well, you also ran into the exterior original wall when you started digging in there. Right, right. Yeah. Studs, a couple layers of drywall. We found lots of cool wallpaper from different eras. That's pretty neat. Right. Yep. And, and like taking off the gutter, I took off that gutter and was like, holy Hannah, this is, I've never seen anything like this. It was all rotted out. It has been like birds that lived up there. And that's like they put the gutter up to keep the birds out and didn't replace the wood or maybe it just rotted over time. So yeah. Like, so oh. every project tends to morph into bigger projects. Right. So it's, it literally, you just never know what you're getting into when you start a project. So we'll have to keep that in mind when the contractor comes out here and starts quoting us price. We'll have to have contingency in place. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> Number five. This was me. Furry friends are just a part of the package. Mm-hmm. You just are going to have some mice and little critters around that will just scare the hell out of you at first. <laughs> it's amazing what a tiny little thing can turn me into. Not anymore, though. I'm getting very, very brave. Right. I was heading out for a trip for work, and I get about five minutes down the road, and I'm getting a call. Oh, my gosh, something's coming through the wall. There was literally a monster in the wall. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I think it was a, a red squirrel. So it, it was. Yeah. We're trying to keep make sure they are dispatched. It sounded like a dragon was yeah. coming out. Yeah, they're not our friends, and we've been very active going after them with traps and things and, and, and critter control features. Right. Yeah. Figuring out where they're coming in, that's mm-hmm. the key. Oh, yes, number six, and this is something we're working on hard. Come on, Elon Musk. Internet woes are also not your friends. I mean, we've, we're used to being in a city where it's like, Boom, bang, bing, here's here's good blazing speed internet. And out here, it's like hot spots and trying to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we're so. kind of in a hole. So yeah. the options we have for internet are very limited. And, you know, what our neighbor has, you know, a half a mile up the road one way is completely different from the neighbor half a mile the other direction. And we can't get either one of them because we're down in a dip. So right. We are very hopeful that Starlink will come to our area. It's supposed to be soon, but it keeps getting delayed because I hear that that is wonderful in rural areas. So Yeah, it would be great to get that going. We, we could use some blazing hot, fast internet, but we're going to do what we're going to do. We're going to do what we're going to do. So uh, number seven, this is a good one. It kind of ties back to learning and uh, becoming something different because you have to you can't hire it all out you have to learn do and grow and be a little better every day i mean you have to that's that's right that's the basic element of small scale life isn't it yep so figure it out figure it out work use the youtubes use your friends ask for advice but you're gonna have to just get after it because there's a lot of work to do yep so if you're bored at your place and you need a little project Come to Driftless Oaks Come Farm. Come to Driftless Oaks. Hope it work. Bring your chainsaw <laughs> and your gloves and your long pants. You're going to go into the woods and you can cut wood until you turn blue. Ooh, that's one thing that I learned this year. I love chainsaws. <laughs> and she's been on the roof. 
Yes. <laughs> with a leaf blower. With a leaf blower. That's something I thought would never happen in my world. And I plowed snow a you lot. You did. I know. With a, with a truck. With a truck. With a snow plow. I know. I'm Mr. Plow. Right. Look out for Mr. Plow. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about it. I mean, we're going to be learning about pruning and we're going to learn about all kinds of stuff coming up. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff coming. So, all right, everybody, this has been another exciting adventure at Small Scale Life at Driftless Oaks Farms. Do you have any closing words, my love? Nope. We are just going to try to share this journey with you as we go along. And when we learn something, we're going to try to share it with you so that it can make things easier for you, I think, when you get to your homestead. Right. So where you can find us today, where can you find us? Well, let's say that right, Tom. Okay. So podcast is streaming everywhere. Also the site, smallscalelife.com. And uh, we've got, uh, we're on Facebook, but not there too much. I'm really on Instagram a lot at Small Scale Life. Uh, also on Telegram, doing micro blogging at Telegram at, uh, what was it, t.me. Uh, at Small Scale Life, um, just look for it. It's a public public group or public page there, and and become a subscriber. And uh, Fireside Freedom is coming up. Um, I'll have links in the show notes, uh, but also on Telegram. That's where a lot of us content creators are gathering, and we have a chat there with uh, with like forty or fifty people already, which is kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah, and um, and what is YouTube? YouTube is another thing. Yeah. Odyssey and YouTube. And uh, how about yourself? Well, we have the Driftless Oaks Farm Instagram, as well as a Facebook page. That's the best place to find info about the farm. Right, right, right. More stuff is on the way. That's right. Yeah, thanks for tuning in to Small Scale Life. We, Julie and I, really appreciate it. We hope that you have a great day and continue to learn, do, grow, be a little better every day. We'll see you real soon, everybody. Bye. This has been a production of Small Scale Life Media. You are the greatest wife in the whole wide world. But why is that so low? Here, let me change. Me? All right, try that again. Okay. I am wonderful. I am me. You love me. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's coming through nice. Is it nice and loud? It is nice and loud. Okay. It's on. I know. Keep talking. Okay. What do you want me to say? I sound like a dumbass all the time, so. Yes. Yes.